A stu stu Studio D production. I was scared. <laughs> Why you thought? You think I you thought broke I broke him. <laughs> well, how's that? Yeah, that's better. You okay. have to remember, your mom's not your grandpa. She doesn't scream and freak out when you break things. You should have seen <laughs> that you, look. Might tell you otherwise. You I guess sh you should have seen your grandpa when I broke his pinky. Oh, no. Well, that was on his body, and that hurt. I was gonna say. <laughs> I feel like that's uh, a different. Thing. That's a little different. Yeah. I'm just saying. All right. Are we ready? <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Start us. Okay. I guess. See if I can get it. Hello. Hello. everyone welcome to f up family story time i'm salem and i'm jess and i'm kelly and i'm bill and hannah's not here so we did a different intro all on the fly look at how good we are at improvising <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> listeners we don't yes, need we no can, classes we can say our names <laughs> we're good at improvising <laughs> just came to me out of nowhere i, I mean i just I mean, thought hey that's my name and and nobody say it. nobody gestured at you or anything to go and say your name so we're all that good how's everyone doing if we're on episode 65 does that make us over the hill when is over the hill when is that um just that i had a realization the other day that i have been getting not carded more often than mm. i've been getting carded recently uh. Because Welcome I to this world. must look like I'm 30. <laughs> Matt and I went to a Fort Collins last weekend just for fun. And I think it's really funny being in a college town. We're pretty used to getting carded all the time in Colorado because Colorado just like has a lot of places that yeah. it's just like you have to. We didn't get carded at all. And I think it's because it was a college <laughs> town and we clearly do not look like we're in college. So therefore, like, you guys there's are fine. no question about like all the college servers at the places we were. We're like, yeah, there's no, we didn't get carded at <laughs> like, all. Like you're way older than me. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly like they, it's that when you're young What's... and you don't know how to like gauge ages, they're like, oh, look at these old, old people around. <laughs> you're like, they're either old or they're young or they're my age. <laughs> and I'm definitely in the old category these days which is funny because i think our whole family ages really well and none of us look like our actual age really i agree i'm starting to though i, I wouldn't put you a day over 50 say <laughs> thanks jess um uh, i'm 75 <laughs> surprise surprise me. i had bell when i was 50 <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. That is <laughs> like terrifying. I was just thinking about being 50 and having a baby. Ugh. I was still in high school. <laughs> <laughs> when you were 15. And well, well, everybody knows that yeah, she was a yeah. high school baby. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Not a teen pregnancy. Just a high school a high pregnancy. School pregnancy. <laughs> That's right. It was a miracle. <laughs> I didn't even know my eggs were viable. I learned that word in high school. It's, you're lucky you didn't end up with twins or triplets at that age, because did you know women 
No, I at didn't. that age drop multiple eggs just to as, get them the fuck out of there. Well, or <laughs> to, like to increase the odds of these pregnancy. ovaries are yeah. going. Dump the eggs. Dump the eggs. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. It's like your body knows, like, oh, this isn't going to last much longer. So if we want to have babies, woo, pop woo, them out there. Woo, 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 increase woo. the Release chances. The eggs. You're all kinds of riled up over there. Did like you already it. drink that whole drink, Salem? Did you no, chug it? No, I did it? not. I've had two giant cups of coffee this morning. Uh, okay, so it's caffeine loopiness. And I'm still dizzy. All right. Well, I suppose we can get on to our story unless anybody anybody have anything exciting to talk about? New stuff? No? No. Well, except that it's Halloween season. It yeah. is Halloween mm-hmm. season. It's officially here. So this week... Kelly's telling us the story. Yeah. Yeah. What are you you telling us about? We're going to talk about haunted house attractions. Yay. Because it is spooky season. Um, So not haunted houses, because there's a little bit of confusion when you say haunted houses, because there's like the real haunted houses or houses that have like ghosts and spooky things happening. And then there's haunted house attractions where you stand in line and you walk through and you get all the scares and all the things. So we're talking about the latter. The attractions. Yeah, because uh, you can't think of Halloween without thinking of things like those sorts of like 13th floor and asylum. And I'm really glad that you're on this episode, Belle, because Mm -hmm. you have a history with haunted house attractions. at a haunted house attraction as a scare actor which always made me laugh scare, scare actor. actor yeah That's scare hilarious. actor a, a scactor 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 put that um, on your resume I, i'm <laughs> like i want to put that on my resume i want to be like i was a scactor i, would be like, I was the you lead a, in a guys and dolls yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. i worked um, for five years as a scactor scactor <laughs> um, so we're going to talk, this is a little bit like a bad things, fun things, because we're going to talk a little bit about the history of haunted houses and then some of the bad stuff that happens at haunted houses. Bad things, fun, fun things. things. <laughs> if you think haunted houses are fun, I never really I have do. liked them much. I but thought they were kind of dumb. I'm gonna, yeah, oh, they are dumb, but that's why they're fun. <laughs> I just giggle the whole way yeah. through a haunted house. That's all I do. People uh-huh. jump out and I'm like, <laughs> nice costume. <laughs> yeah. So annoying. it sounds well, like you're coping mechanism for being scared is to go <laughs> I'm not even scared though that's the thing I just find it amusing I think it's fun I love being startled mm-hmm. and I, I always have I hate being I startled. always have loved yeah. being startled no, I'm the same way it's, and that's why we They're used to like, scare the shit out of each yeah. other when the kids were young And <laughs> but that's good for you it gives you endorphins yeah I wish people wouldn't have scared me. Instead, hey. people would get mad at me and say, you're just too sensitive. It was just a joke. I know. And then it was my fault that I was upset that and people scared me. Hey, I just think you're missing the fact that Salem and I were helping you, making sure you got your daily dose of endorphins and had all those yep. happy yeah, chemicals and also through your body. Because you know stronger, it. so oh, you can handle that 10, adversity if it Right, because at 10, I totally knew about all that you. stuff. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to get into our story. Do it. <laughs> I, houses. That was sarcastic. We were mean to Kelly. Yep, that's okay, though. All right, so we're going to start about the history of haunted houses first, which really begins in the early 19th century in London. Of course it began so, in London. I know, oh, right? Haunted house. In the 19th century. Doesn't that feel I, right? Um, for some context, 
That's my that's my I'm um sorry. <laughs> terrible about it. London accent. Good thing you were haunted houses. That was pretty good. Haunted houses. Good thing you were a scactor in the US. Okay, so prior to this time, just for some context, Halloween had already been celebrated for centuries. Halloween had been celebrated since like the dark ages and it's in its more like modern context. Obviously, we know there's a whole history of Halloween that we're not really going to get into. And really far back, as far back as the dark ages, you could start to see some of the common elements of our modern haunted houses. Uh, they had pageant wagons that would tour around biblical plays. And they always emphasize the scariest biblical stories. How do you choose, though? Everything in the Bible is so scary. Well, yeah, pretty much, I guess. I don't know. Not everything. They always pick the scary stories as a way to try and like encourage people to be good and not they tried to know, scare to, people to be into afraid. behaving yeah, exactly you know. totally but so that was happening way back in the dark ages uh there was ghostly theater with special effects particularly during the renaissance period and we see that in some of shakespeare's plays uh and there was a time when they started to have more um communication with the dead being used as like mm. entertainment uh, with the rise of mediums and clairvoyance and spiritualists. So all of this had been happening prior to 19th century London. Um, and there are like pieces of that where you can kind of see some some elements of the haunted house. But the real beginnings of the haunted house started more in London in the 19th century when there were more and more attractions that had ma- gruesome or macabre themes similar to those we would see today in our haunted houses. So one of the earliest examples of this was Marie Tussaud. How do you say her name? T- Madame Tussaud? 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 Well, is uh, it French? On. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I feel bad. <laughs> is it French? Tussaud. Tussaud. I think it's Tussaud. Tussaud. Okay. Tussaud. Let's see here, though. Tussaud. Okay, so I'm sorry I didn't look that up in advance, but now we got it. So we're going to start with Madame Tussauds and her wax museum. She um, had learned wax modeling in Paris, and she was in Paris during the French Revolution, where, due to a series of events, she was uh, employed and forced to create death masks of the Mm. guillotined aristocrats during the French Revolution. So she then used these death masks to create wax heads of these people. And then she displayed them in in an adjacent exhibit to her mentor's wax exhibit in Paris. Uh, because she had used the death masks, her figures were of, she had figures of like King Louis XVI, Marie Antoinette, Marat, Robespierre, and they were extremely accurate and realistic because she had made them using the death masks. So then she had all these wax heads that she then, uh, once she left Paris, she toured her exhibition around London and a few different places. And she always had this like separate room that had these more macabre displays. Like she had uh, regular figures of historical figures at the time that she also made, but she always kind of kept these, these ones that were a little bit more like dark and gruesome, like from beheaded figures. So then she opened her official museum in 1835 in London, and she had a separate room that she called the Chamber of Horrors. And this ended up becoming one of the main attractions at the Madame Tussauds Museum in London until 2016, I think. Mm -hmm. 
And it, that was where she had fe- figures of murderers. She had criminals and their crime scenes. And then she had all those victims of the French Revolution. So that was one of the first times of like people walking through a museum type thing and seeing these like gruesome and macabre mm. sort of scenes. So a lot of people okay. kind of attribute the beginning of the haunted house to her. What year was that? So 1835 was when she created the museum. It was before that when she started touring some of the wax figures and people started becoming fascinated with it. It's just so weird to me how, like, we've always had a fascination in his through history with, like, death and true crime and all of that. But the 18, late 1800s to, like... Not so much present time, but still present time. But there was like a period to like maybe like 1950s where it was like this really kind of almost cult like, you know, idea and behavior. I don't know. It just is interesting. I mean, that coincides with fascination and like with the mediums that I was going to say the rise of spiritualism in the early 20th century. Yeah. Yeah. And then like you had all of these authors like when was Aleister Crowley? Wasn't he like in the 1800s? And he was I don't remember when he was. Maybe I'm way off. Well, I mean, but you had all of these spiritualists that were out there Mm -hmm. with their cults and with their ideas Mm -hmm. and like writing books and like like the Golden Dawn and like that whole group and the like Thelema and the Thelemites and shit like that, like was a cult and like, Mm -hmm. you know, magical practices and spiritual practices and all of that kind of stuff was really big in that time, too. It's interesting. Even just an interest in the the more like um, dark and scary things, like even like um Frankenstein was written yeah. in the 1800s yeah. I believe and what he was born well Aleister Crowley he was born October 12th 1875 and he died December 1st of 1947 so I mean I well, feel like right especially the turn of the 20th century is yeah. when we really saw and that's actually what I was going to get into I'm sorry I didn't no no you're fine because like Dracula was written during yes. that time too yeah. and that it was, was almost a huge like there thing. was Washington an awakening Ernie, I think wrote Sleepy Hollow during that time yeah. too maybe I wonder what, like, astrology, I wonder where the planets were during this time. Because it's like there's an awakening mm-hmm. in in this kind of spiritual but also dark, things that are dark, covered up, hidden. But I wonder if it hasn't always been there in different ways. Like, that could be a whole, like, interesting historical a study in itself is just like, I mean, back in when we're talking those pageant wagons and the biblical plays, there was a fascination with the dark, with the idea of like demons and even mm. like um, witches in the Bible and like yeah. those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Then it's just that it, the lens was more about how like so good Christians, you know, yeah. need mm-hmm. to, but there was still that fascination. And then as you go into Shakespeare's time, you see all the ghost plays and yeah. there's and just always the been a fascination with it. Yeah. It's, it's just, just, it's different. And then I would say that, you know, as I get further into the story, you kind of see how the haunted house shifts in later yeah. years, too, to based on the way that that we have a fascination with it. I do think that time period is really interesting, though. And I think it's interesting that that is where the haunted house came from, is that time period of 1800s and 1900s. But if you look at history, there is a cyclical nature to certain, like, this time period was an awakening socially. This time period was an awakening spiritually. Yeah. And if you put it to astrology, you will see some of the cycles matching up with the planet. Just like we were talking about, mm-hmm. Belle and I were talking about the other day about Saturn, and you could explain it better oh, than yeah. me, where Saturn is right now and how it's affecting us. And if you look back to the 90s, there's a similar feel, at least I can see it, because I was a full adult living on my own um, well, it's like in Saturn. the 90s, and there's a similar feel now. But if you look at the planets, there's a Saturn is in the same alignment. place. It yeah. takes about 30 years for it to 
make a complete cycle. And so right now Saturn's in Aquarius, which is like this big, you know, push for like change and kind of, you know. And so um, that's just where it was where my curiosity came from was like, I wonder where the planets were. And if there is this cycle of spiritual awakening too, you know, yeah, or maybe. uncovering and maybe the darkness. That you could even find that in some of those other historical times. That would be periods. kind of an interesting yeah. story to do mm -hmm. too. Just look at like pick an astrological cycle and then line it up with some horrible shit that happened each time. Uh, yeah, so then I think the most interesting time period is that turn of the 20th century with a lot of what you're talking about. And so I think that was kind of the next stage in the development of the haunted house because then we started to see the traveling carnival become a bigger well, thing here in America. Like in the freak show. And think, the freak show um, that accompanied it for sure. Well, and I think to Salem's point about it feeling like there was a spiritual awakening during this time, it's not that people are now suddenly interested in it. It became in fashion to have spiritualist parties and mediums yeah, come. More so in the mainstream. It became in yeah. fashion with the uh, upper classes, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it had a different lens put on it than it, it kind did of before. bled into people that may not necessarily have normally have just that natural fast yeah. like us we have a natural fascination with the macabre and the spiritual mm -hmm. and the you know true crime and shit like that not everybody does but i think there's always been people that have but i think maybe in this time maybe it bleeds into more people well, that maybe wouldn't always and there were well-known people who were spiritualists like uh, yeah. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle would go to spiritualist readings and had a spiritualist and things like that. So I think it's just just like with everything around the turn of the 20th century, it was something that became popular. It wasn't so weird to want to look at dead yeah. things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that what's interesting about that is that the maybe it was becoming more mainstream, but I think that still there was like an othering of the people who actually like practiced it. So I think there's, it's an interesting thing to think about, but so like talking about the freak show specifically um, with the traveling carnival, as that was becoming more and more a thing in the early 20th century, uh, it had a similar kind of uh, structure to the wax museum and that like people would walk through the exhibit to observe like these various gruesome displays. And in this case, it was mostly like physical deformities of people or like physical oddities of people that would be displayed. And so like maybe mainstream, like the people walking through are pretty like maybe high society, but then we're still really othering kind of the, mm -hmm. the, the people who are experiencing it. So that's a whole other thing I could get into about like how problematic it is to be profiting off of disability. Yeah. and yeah. often exaggerating or fabricating disability in order to profit off of it. And so, and, and that could be a whole other thing we talk about that ties into some of the things you were saying too, just about like the, as it becomes mainstream, but then even still like the, even like mediums and clairvoyance, like it was the people who used them weren't necessarily it uh, like they weren't, it wasn't like equal level, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it was like you're using these they're taking advantage of yeah, people. And, and yeah. or, or maybe it's the other way around and they're profiting off of... But it's it just... It feels like there's I mean, still anytime a, you have anything that creates a profit, you're going to have somebody in the corner sitting there going, how can I do that? And so maybe just you're always going to have con men or anytime you have people yeah. that like want something really badly. But that, I think I also just think that like there's still like the dark side and the... Um, the more like gruesome things that were becoming more prevalent, it wasn't going to be necessarily like in your tea room on a Sunday afternoon. There's yeah. still like a, 
like a dark, like seedy hideaway, like othering of that oh, type even of like, world. Yeah, like the spiritualist parties. It's like, oh, like we're gonna meet and have my friends. But that was part know? of the fun. Yeah, that's that was the, part of the you know, it was like keeping it kind of, of it. hush and like only yeah. you know. Anyway, I mean, I think most people didn't take it seriously too. Yeah, I, mean, I think most of the people of that would like participate in the the big parties, like you're talking about, yeah. a lot of them were just there for. Oh, this sounds fun. Like walking mm-hmm. through a freak show and looking at the freaks and just being able to say, oh, look at that weirdo living yeah. in a cage. Yeah. He's disgusting. Yeah. And be able to walk yeah, in by. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's still removed. I guess that's all I'm trying to get at is it still feels removed. And the reason I say that is because like we're talking about haunted houses. We're kind of tangenting all over. But mm-hmm. the haunted house is you are the normal going through yeah. this experience that is put on for you. It's a theatrical show. It's like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. but it's you stepping into that for a moment and, and getting to be a part of that. So as amusement parks became more and more prevalent, they often had some sort of spooky or creepy element that accompanied it. So mm-hmm. like they had fun mazes with mirrors, fun houses, or those freak show exhibits. So we're finding more and more of that. And then in the early 20th century, theaters were also increasing their special effects and their mm-hmm. horror elements in their productions. So in Paris, uh, the Grand Guignol Theater became known for yeah i don't know how to pronounce it it doesn't matter uh became known for its onstage depictions of graphic dismemberment yeah and then the theater director actually here's a quote that says the theater's director max maori famously boasted that he judged each performance by the number of people who passed out shocked in the audience so they were really trying to get to that shock value more of like trying to really um trigger those like feelings of fear and disgust and and all of that and people a little bit more so then it was in the early 20th century uh, in 1915 that the first official haunted house attraction Mm -hmm. is recorded and it was the orton and spooner ghost house Mm -hmm. in the uk and so it featured rocking floors air blasts vibrating walls and then the uh, aesthetic had like spiders cobwebs skeletons so that was like the most like our modern haunted house so coming out of these freak shows and the amusement parks and the weird and like the wax museum type things what it year was solidified it? in 1915 oh, as 1915. more okay haunted houses when i was like in high school were totally phoning it in if in 1915 they had moving floors yeah, no and shit. shaking yeah. walls like what yeah it's a, it's pretty cool um, the other thing that kind of fueled the interest in this was that at this time, a lot of the houses built in the early 1800s were starting to become run down and dilapidated. Mm-hmm. And in order to prevent children from going in and exploring those buildings, adults did what they've been doing for centuries and they lied to their children and they uh. told them the buildings were haunted. And so that what that really to like keep them out of it. But what that really did is kind of fuel this interest in like, ooh, haunted dwellings, haunted old houses. Well, and now so I'm just that... going to get a bunch of friends. And yeah. We'll now we're going to go in and dare each other. <laughs> but then the real like uh, next uh, push for haunted houses was during the Great Depression. Uh, young boys and men in the early 20th century had been using Halloween as an opportunity to blow off steam. And so they would have all those like tricks that that Mm -hmm. would happen on Halloween and their hijinks were starting to escalate to really inappropriate levels. Uh, Some boys were 
uh, vandalizing and damaging property. They were harassing strangers. They even were messing with dead bodies. Ah. One example is in 1900, some medical students at the University of Michigan stole a headless corpse from the anatomy lab and propped it up against the building's front doors as a Halloween prank. Wow. Um, and then the Great Depression was just exacerbating these behaviors, yeah. just, you know, people feeling strapped and stressed and people are pushed kinda, to their limits and yeah. they don't behave exactly the way that they should. That sounds yeah. really familiar. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so then in 1933... Where was Saturn then? <laughs> yeah, right? In 1933, teenage boys were like flipping over cars. They had sawed off telephones, oh, telephone poles. Uh, they were vandalizing things. And they actually... That resulted in people calling the 1933 Halloween Black Halloween <laughs> as a reference to the Black Tuesday stock market crash. So it was like this, it was a dark day because everyone had kind of gone a little bit too crazy and taken it too far. I always kind of thought all Halloween was Black Halloween. I know, right? I just want to say something. 1929, crash of the, the market, right? Mm -hmm. 1930s, the Depression. Mm -hmm. 30s years later, 1960s, not sure. Big hippie movement. Free um, love, change. 1990s. Oh, 2020s. Yeah, so it might be a um, 30 every year 30 Saturn years. Thing. Well, That's pretty cool. Wasn't Vietnam in the 60s too? It was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that is interesting. So then, in order to kind <laughs> of like, that's interesting. Done. I love I it. It's not. I'm no, just I like to... it. That was a compliment. How are you just like back to business? Okay, let's like, go. Shut it down. Let's go. So in order for parents to kind of rein in these troublemaking teenagers, they were cr started to create haunted houses as like a distraction or a bribe. Here, don't for play their in this house. Play in this house because then they could structure it and control it, right? And so they um, decorated their basements, and then they had like house to house parties where children could oh. go from basement to basement to experience different haunted and spooky scenes as a way to like. Uh, this was around the same time that they started doing trick or treating as a way yeah. to just rein in the the kid and keep them um, focused in, in a way that wouldn't be as destructive. So then we started seeing a lot, a lot, a lot more haunted houses um, that are more kind of the traditional haunted houses, uh, but hand, homemade and not-for-profit haunted houses. So a little different than some of like the Wax Museum freak show type I things. always wanted to be that person that was like mm -hmm. the, the Connors in Roseanne. Remember yeah. that? Where they would have the haunted house and the neighbors, the kids would actually go through the house and they would have like the peel grapes and the, yeah. and the for the yep. eyeballs and the yep. spaghetti for the brains. and Yeah, that would be fun. Never I don't know it. if we could do it these days. I feel like Stranger Day yeah. So the big kind of solidifying uh, the haunted house as like a part of our culture and something we like to do came when Walt Disney famously opened the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland in 1969. So now on a very large scale, people were being led through this historic seeming house that had ghosts and witches and various spooky things. And so then haunted houses just spread throughout the country. And so often it was like a, a common fundraiser for church groups or nonprofits or like those local community ones, kind of like they, they were doing during the Great Depression. But then we um, started to see it more as like a money-making endeavor for the larger for-profit organizations. And then the rise of the slasher movie in the 70s, 80s, and 90s kind of took it to a whole new level. And that is where it kind of moved into the more startle and and like gruesome and 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 not just like the spooky witches and and ghost sort of things you know then we got like saw and now you have like texas or texas chainsaw massacre mm -hmm. and like now you have that level of yeah. of haunted house that to me like doesn't actually 
Like it's it's it's, it's not haunted. Gross. It's just like terrifying and jump out at you. And like it's not the yeah. creepy. It's scary in a different way. But and people like not to be scared. It's scary to me just because house. it's a horror like, house. Yeah, it's like all those horror movies that didn't scare me. And granted, I know it's probably some sign that I'm a psychopath because horror movies don't scare me. Haunted houses don't scare me. But it's because I know it's not fucking real. Right. And yeah. then when See? they make it so like gruesome or so like a chainsaw cutting, like some guy with a chainsaw chasing you, it's like so out of this world, yeah. fantastical that I'm just like, this is stupid. Freddy Krueger. I don't know. Yeah. I just always thought that shit was... I th- it's see, fun. That was. I go, I watch the movies because I think they're fun. I go to the haunted houses because I think they're fun, but they don't scare me because I know it's not real. And then it's also like the shit that scares me is when I think there might be someone behind me or mm. like that I will always have a little bit of a nervousness around a closed shower curtain in a creepy lit bathroom because yeah. a psycho you know what I mean like there's certain movies that did scare me but it's different it can't be that just like oh, I got a chainsaw and I'm gonna chase you I'm like you're a fucking actor and I'm in a haunted house oh nice costume dude and I'm gonna walk yeah. to the next room you know but I think that part of what you experience is part of why haunted houses have gotten more and more intense and we'll talk a little bit in the second half about like a particular haunted house that's gotten super really intense um, because there is an element of like doesn't scare me and so then people are like I gotta be bigger I gotta be scarier so we'll talk a little bit more about kind of that in the second half but I think smaller can be scarier I I think smaller is scarier subtler yeah subtler is scarier I think so too like there's someone standing behind you but Blair Witch I watched it in a dark room on on video but it was in my house turned all the lights off Jerome and I watched it that movie gave me the creeps yeah you know Mm -hmm. because it was more about like this really creepy intriguing story that also like is there something behind me? You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. I'm kind of feeling. Yeah. It's well, totally different. What were you going to Oh, just oh, that I think I know which haunted house you're going to be yeah, talking about. I'm sure about. that you do. I've seen um, and I can save this for the second episode, but I went to a full contact haunted house that wasn't quite as intense as that yeah. one okay. in Utah. That would and be it was interesting really, really to hear fun. about. Yeah, but that's like kind it. of the, as we have to get bigger and bigger, you know, you have to do more different things. So I'll be interested to hear about that in the next half. Yeah. Jess. I don't remember. I'm sorry. No, it's not your fault. Your I'm mom's trying to the one who's mediate. been the biggest talker today. She has, but that's okay. I like I'm it. Large no, cups of coffee. I like it. I'm just don't be sorry, <laughs> Salem. Just because I point out a fact doesn't mean it's bad and that you need to apologize. Okay. I was okay, just well. pointing it out and saying that you're the talky one today and it rotates. That's I'm all. Go try to it does rotate. <laughs> well, let's let's take a break. Oh, oh is that break time? Yeah. Yay. Oh, okay. I didn't Woo! really know when I was going to put my break, but we're going to do it there. and then. Okay. Well, like you said, hold on, listeners, while we give you some information on how to contact us. Okay. I'm going to pee. Have- Can we come back? <laughs> Can we? <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. I'm playing around with, like, intro <laughs> music. <laughs> That's not the one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna pee and then can we just order a pizza real fast and then come back really quickly? Yes. Hey, little Shemmies. Thanks for tuning in. While we were on our break, I just wanted to let you guys know how you can get a hold of us if you wanted to, you know, send us an email with your spooky stories. I'm still waiting for you to tell me those so I could tell them to you. And, uh, 
Our email is ffsthepodcast at gmail.com. We'd also love to hear from you on the various social media sites. We're FFS the podcast on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. You can find us at EFFED Up Storytime. But uh, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. We love you, Shemmies. And uh, back to the show. Sage only eats the Shiba brand cat food because the little cat on the logo looks just like she does. Oh, it's like you and your baby food. Yeah. <laughs> you would only eat when the baby was facing you. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's funny. I remember that. She would be like, baby, 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 <laughs> baby. Finally. You were such a weirdo. Oh, she was a weirdo. I forgot to grab a drink on that break. She still is a weirdo. Do you need one? No. Let's finish up this story and then I'll have one. I have an unopened okay. Diet Dr. Pepper if you're thirsty. That's not the drink. Okay. I, I just was making sure <laughs> that, that is I, not the drink I'm you looking for. Because you could have wanted <laughs> an alcoholic. you're looking for. You could have wanted an alcoholic beverage and be thirsty at the same time, Kelly. That's so true. just I have water, though. Okay, good. But thank you. I you're appreciate welcome. you. So Me we wanted... too. I appreciate myself a lot. Good. You, sh- you should have self-love. <laughs> Do we want to jump back in and, and yeah. talk about the bad things that happen at pretend bad places yeah i'm kind of right now i am wondering why haunted houses are being talked about on this fucked up podcast so kelly tell us what let's talk about that i can answer that question for you i mean they're kind of fucked up in themselves right like they're spooky and no they are yeah and just the whole history behind it's a little fucked up like you said the um profiting on people's sadness Uh, and vulnerabilities and stuff. But you are right. I have a plan to make this turn into a more effed up direction. I have a question, though. Is that a new requirement? Because, like, that it has to be fucked up? Because I would say, like, my Nazca Lines one. Nazca Lines wasn't fucked up. Jessica, the name of our podcast is so why didn't you I'm tell me kidding. this fucked before up I did story that story time yeah no fucked up story time fucked up story time <laughs> Salem did you have more coffee yeah. fucked up story <laughs> time okay well That's let's talk about I'm gonna answer your question Salem I'm gonna <laughs> tell you why um we're talking about haunted houses on this podcast so like you might suspect when you get a bunch of people in terrified situations Sometimes bad things happen. What? So we'll start by talking about a few different stories of like accidents that have happened at haunted houses over the years. And some of them are just really, really unfortunate. And some of them are a part of that like rising intensity that kind of comes with um, trying to scare people more and more and more. So what my story that I did a long time ago that was um, Halloween decorations, dead bodies that look like Halloween decorations, Mm -hmm. touched a little on one of the most common um, accidents that happen around Halloween and haunted houses is the hanging, the accidental, oh yeah, real hanging that looks like a fake one. So there are multiple examples of this. I had one I gave you in the last episode or in the other episode, um, and then there's one in particular that's really sad and scary. So in 1957, there was a school in Utica, Kansas, that was trying to create a haunted house in a a local abandoned farmhouse in order for the seniors to lead the freshmen through as a part of their, like, hazing initiation pranks or whatever. 
because they uh, were trying to prevent injury from other more boisterous hazing methods. So they were like, okay, we'll step in and prevent the seniors from like injuring the freshmen by creating this haunted house that the seniors can scare the freshmen as they walk through, but it's all safe. It's all good. It's 1957. We're wholesome. It's small town Kansas with a population of 300. Yeah. So it's supposed to be pretty chill. When you said seniors, I first thought you meant senior citizens. Me too. Until you said freshmen. I was like, it was built for old elderly can lead the the youngins through the house and scare them. Were they trying to scare the old people to death so that they didn't like they could just get rid of them? Is that was that the plan? <laughs> no, the seniors were in control. They were playing the tricks on the youngins. Anyway, so the principal decided that he was going to be this like super spooky hanged corpse, and he, um, the kids all walked through, and he's like twitching and doing his thing, and they're like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool and spooky. That's fun." And then one of the teachers came back around to get a picture of him. She was like, "Hello, Mister So and So," and he didn't respond because he was dead. He had hung himself. Aww. So that one was a sad one because he's just a good old wholesome principal in Utica, Kansas. But there are a ton of other examples. There was like a 17-year-old boy in New Jersey in 1990. Um, it just it's happened multiple times over the years. Mm-hmm. So that's one bad thing that happens at haunted houses sometimes. And then there are a lot other incidents of like people having like cardiac arrest because it just becomes a little bit too much at haunted houses sometimes. So that's a thing. But then there's this whole uh, subgenre of haunted houses that are like the haunted hayride or the fall hayride. And these have had a ton of accidents over the years. And it's really kind of scary. So just looking back, starting in 2016, just over that amount of time, I have uh, examples of six different uh, significant accidents with in the last hay rides in America years. in the last six years. Oh my. So in 2016 in Mississippi, a Halloween hay ride, and you know sometimes these are not really spooky, but sometimes they follow the same um, haunted house sort of vibe. And it was actually on a haunted hay ride, I believe, that that other kid hanged himself in that other story that I told. So this was a Halloween hay ride, so it was kind of a spooky vibe, and. A mother and two of her children were killed because a truck hit the trailer that they were on the hayride on. They were being trailed by some other truck, and the truck hit the trailer from behind. And um, multiple people were injured. Really sad note about this is so a mother, two of her children were killed. Earlier that summer, the father had been killed in a car accident, and so that left just the middle child as the sole survivor of the entire immediate family over a period of like six months. She lost her whole family and then was stuck with the middle kid? No, she was the middle kid. She was the only one. Oh, so her mom was dead too. Not anymore. Her mom mom and two of the... This is like the the dream. (laughs) (laughs) But obviously that's really, really sad. And you know I'm kidding, Jess. I know. I'm kidding. Too, it's sad that she it was is. on her own. I, it's horrible. It was just a joke that I was implying she did it. Okay, you, I, I wouldn't. Just... I don't think I'd ever get in a car again if, like, my dad died in a car accident, and then I was in this horrible, horrible hayride, hayride accident, accident. Yeah. and I was the only survivor. I would walk. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. I can't imagine what that poor girl has gone through. That's... So super sad. I think I'd become a race car driver. Like that's how I handle <laughs> those things. That sounds like, right for you, Jess. Like, You'd conquer go in the those spears. Direction. Like cars can't own me. <laughs> 
That sounds like you. Yeah. <laughs> so then in 2019 in Illinois, we had another car crash into the back of a trailer that was being pulled by a tractor. All 12 passengers in the hayride were ejected, <gasps> causing injuries and, and all people had injuries that had to have medical treatment and great bodily harm for six of those 12. And they found out that that driver had of the car that ran into the trailer had cocaine in her system. Oh, shit. Where... I always thought hay rides were like through a farm on dirt roads. Like, yeah, not where like some on... of these are, but th but there are other cars that that are okay. interacting with them, I which guess... is a part of the what I was gonna talk about too. Okay. Is that yeah, don't go to in hay rides that go onto major roads, yeah, and like, like that interacts with other traffic. Because then we have another Illinois in 2020. A 32-year-old died, and 17 others who were almost all children were injured when a tractor driver lost control and rolled the tractor and ejected everyone. So oh. that one was actually not a road. Yeah. But it's the only one on my list that was not like a road interaction with other cars. Okay. So he, apparently the tractor wasn't heavy enough for the trailer. So that's one of those like just random mm. ass people are like, yeah, we're going to take a hayride. And then he couldn't handle it. And he ended up ejecting Aww. everyone. Most of them were children and one 32-year-old died. In 2020, we go back to Mississippi. So Illinois and Mississippi is where we've been so far. Ten people were critically injured when a truck hit the trailer again. And this time, I think it was from the side and pushed it into the woods. Oh so no one died there. But in 2020, in Florida, seven people were, or several people were severely injured when an SUV struck from behind again, threw the passengers into the air. Multiple people, including the driver of the SUV, were air flighted to hospitals, and the driver of the SUV ended up dying later. So oh he, gosh. the only one who died, I believe, was the one who had run into the back of the trailer. But like, how fucking hard did at he all. hit him? I don't know, but it specifically said like did not slow down at all and ran right back into the back of the trailer, oh which Jesus. makes me wonder like, are some of these not properly lit? Did they not have brake lights? I don't know. Yeah. None of that. That's all speculation. And then finally, in 2021. A seven-year-old fell from a trailer and was killed during a neighborhood Halloween party hayride in Missouri. So moral of the story is whether it's haunted hayrides or as a part of a haunted house or a fall hayride. Just don't go on a hayride. Or a spooky hayride. Probably should just like not do it. Like yeah. just kind of, especially if it's one that seems to go into traffic and interact with other cars. Especially maybe if it's a local community thing and they're no, they may not have as strict of safety measures. But like hay rides are, that's, that's no scary, fun. man. It, it also seems especially important to not go on hay rides in Illinois and Missouri because there were multiple Mississippi, ones. But oh, yep. Mississippi, Illinois Sorry. and Mississippi. Those Sorry. were there was one in Missouri and one in Florida, but two each in Illinois and Mississippi. Just, and there are other examples too. I know. Yeah, no, but I mean for sure it's it's kind of spooky or kind of not spooky, kind of I don't know, messed up. Yeah. But, but going back to haunted houses that you walk on, with, like with your feet and, and not on not a, your hands, right? Not with your hands. Maybe you walk with your hands. I don't know. I don't know you. Um, I don't know your life. Uh, uh, there's a lot of examples of assaults or incidents happening in haunted houses. And one could argue that that's part of this like increased intensity of um, trying to scare people because sometimes they happen when actors suddenly have real weapons for mm -hmm. some weird reason. That's terrifying. Um, I do want to say, though, just like working as a, a scactor, <laughs> um, the amount of times that I, I never got punched because I was really good at staying 
far enough away that nobody would punch me. But I had so, so many coworkers that would just get punched. I want yeah, to- and that's the other side of it. I didn't really talk about <laughs> no, those. You know, not like severe injuries. And yeah, the, the got, person is usually immediately escorted out. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got kicked out of a haunted house because one of the guys in our party, like he was at the very front of the party, knee jerk reaction, just reacted, punched yeah. the guy that jumped out at him, and they immediately stopped everything and took us all out and the side up, yeah. door. Yep. <laughs> um, well, in in these incidents, it's kind of the other way around. But there are incidents also of scactors getting assaulted, which is not okay. That's not cool. Um, in some of these, though, it's the other way around where the scactor took it a little bit <laughs> too far. So the first example was when a 27-year-old scactor uh, in Omaha was arrested for third-degree assault because he pulled a woman's hair and held her head against a table for 10 to 15 seconds at the Mystery Manor in Omaha, Nebraska. He played a sadistic clown, and he said he was just acting in the spirit of his character. That's kind of scary, though. Yeah, yeah, for Fucking sure. Fucking Nebraskans. <sighs> there was in Tennessee... There was uh, an incident where a man was stabbed in the forearm by a knife-wielding actor. So again, like had a real weapon, even though it was not like prohibited as a part of it. And so he, I don't know if that one was fired. I thought maybe that person was fired. But so a man got stabbed in a house in Tennessee. Then there was a boy who was stabbed or actually had his foot cut in a haunted house, and this one was somewhat recent, had his foot cut in a haunted house. And this one, the guy um, said that he, the actor apparently like went to his own car and got his own Bowie knife and brought it back in. And the haunted house was like, um, yeah, he did that all on his own. We did not promote that at all. And so then I guess the boy was like, oh, that's not even real. And then the guy was like, like cutting the floor to like show it was a real knife and like try and scare this kid and got so emphatic that he like sliced the kid's foot and he was like bleeding and then he immediately stopped and like helped him out but he was definitely definitely fired so there's like this element to like trying to make it more and more intense and more and more oh it's right here this is the article it's right here i couldn't find it well it was an 11 year old boy and it was in ohio Okay. But everything else I remembered and I got right. So you're welcome. Anyway, and then there are a couple examples of people sexually assaulting in haunted houses. Uh, so there was a, a man who groped both men and women at an abandoned haunted house attraction in Mount Salem, Wisconsin. Uh, in total, eight customers complained about him grabbing um, them, I, I guess a couple of the things he did was grabbing a woman's breast and humping two men aggressively. So that's not okay. Also fired. And then a couple of men at the massacre haunted house in a Chicago suburb were uh, harassing people with salacious sex talk and pressing vibrating sex toys against their bodies. Ew. The men were dressed as bloody clowns. I don't know that they actually like worked at this place. I think that they were just like showing up to be awful oh my gosh um so they were actually sued and then the the suit was settled out of court so when you're in dark spaces with strangers be careful and be aware of your surroundings and if you work at a haunted house don't use real weapons (laughs) 
Yeah, no, really. Don't be dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you need a real weapon to be scary, you're not a scare actor. Yeah. You're just a dick. <laughs> you're just lame. There no. was one other example of, like, apparently at uh, one haunted house, like, a girl stabbed her friend because someone, like, walked up to her and said something about, oh, is he he bugging you? Like, it was an actor and was like, here, just stab him, stab him with this knife. And so she was, like, playing along, and she did, and it was a real knife. Oh, she thought it would be she fake? She thought it would be a fake yeah. knife. Yeah. And I think that was another one that, I don't know if it was an actual actor or if it was just some person being a, a douche in oh there. So gosh. just be careful in dark spaces, man. That's horrible. Yeah. Well, and, like, who doesn't ask? Like, oh, I'm not going to stab him. And, and, like, who doesn't test it? I'm sorry. If Even if Belle... In a haunted house, when some spooky person hands it to you and you're playing along, I don't know. I'd probably just be like, you oh. You might just stab him. Yeah. I would stab I've him watched too much TV these days. Maybe when in my younger years, I might have just played along. But now I'm like, is it real? Yeah. <laughs> so now I want to hear about your um, full contact because the next uh, haunted house, the final haunted house that we're going to talk about is when things... Um, go a little bit too far, but it sounds like your next level of full contact haunted house was actually a positive experience. Billy. It was actually so, really fun. It, so tell us about it. Okay, so we go. It's in Utah, and it was Asylum Forty Nine, and we like went, and like none of us had been. It was when I was working at the haunted house still, and so we got like a whole group of us to go. None of us had been, and we spent, like, the whole drive on our way to Utah just, like, psyching ourselves out, like, oh, my God, this is going to be so scary because we had heard so many stories about the haunted house that I think you're going to talk about next. And we were like, oh, my God, this is going to be too much. It's going to be too much. And it was really, really fun. It was, like, scary. It was, like, spooky. They would do, like, the jump scares, but, like, so much of it was, like... They do try to separate you. So a lot of it is like you running through by yourself and you're just like, oh, okay. But they'll just like grab you and they don't do anything like horrible. Like there's no like really restraining. Like I got thrown in a closet with a bag over my head, but I could have like gotten out if I wanted to. If I was like really, you know, like. <laughs> so they just make it feel a little more real. Yeah. Like to Salem's point, like mm-hmm. some of them, it doesn't, it's not real. But you still know your safety entirely. I had a guy in a church area take me into the pew and we had like it's just like silly. Like the actors are like well, I'm kinda like mom was talking about how like I do actually get scared, but I think it's fun. And so I do a lot of ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's like it was really, really fun. So fun that I went with some other friends a couple years afterwards, so I've been twice. And what was the name of that one? Asylum 49. Okay, so Asylum 49 gets a in our win column. Hmm. I might have to, to try that one out go. someday. Yeah. Okay, so you didn't keep work it safe. at a full contact, but you've no. been to it a couple times. No, okay. and when I worked at the haunted house here, um, there were like some of the events that we did where like you signed a waiver and we could touch you, but it was never like we could grab you. It was like, mm-hmm. like it was like a blackout. And so like we turn off every light in the haunted house and we don't really lead them through. And they just like have to like wander through in the complete darkness with just a glow stick <laughs> to light their way. That sounds fun. And I would I'm like that crawling one. around that on the ground, cool. tickling their ankles. Did you ever get kicked? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was worth it. <laughs> so in, in your experience, Belle, I'm sorry, Jess. I was just saying that does sound fun because like 
even when we just did the corn maze, being in the dark with just our flashlights. Yeah, yeah, that is we, spookier than being in a haunted house. Yeah. We spooked ourselves so many times. Like, what's that noise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and so, and that's more fun for me than watching than somebody pull somebody's innards out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Then, it, especially the more like gruesome death mm-hmm. sort of things. Like, I like thinking of like spirits and spookies and like that. So, I think being in the dark would be really fun. And it sounds like your experience. I feel like I'm interviewing oh, you no. right now. Well, I was. Tell I, me about. I had that thought too, Kelly. <laughs> just well, so you know. I'm a good. Uh, a meeting mediator, so I will mm. facilitate this conversation. So, Belle, <laughs> it sounds like your experience was more that it was, uh, like in general, your experience as working there and in the haunted houses you've been to is that as a scactor, you might get kicked or hit or, or a little bit, you know, punched or a little it's bit messed part, up. You know, just part of the job. But you never had any incidents where any of your colleagues like took things too far or got fired for harassing people or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, I, like, not that I know of. I mean, most haunted houses and... are going to be run really yeah. well and are going to be respectful and careful and safe and so it is a fun thing to do even the incidents that have happened that i mentioned are like few and far between most of them involve operating vehicles as a part <laughs> yeah. of your yeah really. so like take the a ride out of it completely completely and we're just talking about a few stabbed people like that's no, big deal, <laughs> yeah, right? no like, problem just a few stabbed people so most haunted houses are fun and good mm-hmm. so we're pro haunted house yes except for the one I'm going to tell you about. I mean, if you're next. into it. No, I'm I'm taking a firm stance right off the bat. And I'm going to say this is ridiculous and shouldn't exist in the world. Okay. And I'm not a fan. Okay. But I'll get your opinions as well and see what you think. So I'm talking about the McCamey Manor. Is that how you pronounce it? McCamey? I think so. McCamey Manor, which is um, a haunted house attraction, kind of, in quotes. It, it's a survival horror house. Um, but they they're really considered the pioneer of extreme haunted attractions. So like when you think haunted house, you're, this is not you would not think of this really, really quick. I don't know if it still happens, but as as a fan of certain extreme haunted house attractions, there was one that was happening in the mountains. It was like a extreme haunted house camping where like there were certain like groups where like, you know, if you were in this color tent, you know, they wouldn't mess with you at night or whatever but if you were in like the black tents it was like free game they would like drag you out of your tent and i was like i want to do that (laughs) that's cool that's cool it's cool that they had different levels though so like as someone oh sorry kelly go ahead but like as as someone i could go and i could say like i just want to be medium scared you know what i mean (laughs) like Like, and that has some safety parameters around it then too (laughs) but i think that this place mckamey manor isn't even like that like this is the extreme of the extreme um so basically it was originally founded in san diego but now the place is in tennessee it's open year round so it's not just a halloween thing even though most haunted houses are associated with halloween but they will have a tour that can last up to eight or ten hours. It's crazy. I didn't know that they were open year round because last I heard there's like a two year waiting list to even be able to go or something. And maybe there is. It's hard to really know because in order to uh, sign up, you have to like call or email, but then you have to be in contact with the guy who runs the house because there are all these requirements. So the requirements to be able to do it. And this is aside from a waiting list. Like maybe there is a really long. I don't know. I just had a friend that really wanted to go and was trying to get in and said that there was like a ridiculously 
like a couple of years. That's insane to me. Yeah. But the other requirements are that you have to be 21 and above, or if you're 18 to 20, you can do it with parent parental approval which i think is funny because you're an adult but right um you have to have a completed sports physical a doctor letter saying that you are physically and mentally cleared for right i don't know if you actually ask your doctor can i be cleared for this ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous thing right? but that you're generally physically and my doctor would be like no absolutely uh, not <laughs> yeah, for sure belly you cannot do it um you have to pass a background check and you have to be screened through this with this guy through facebook uh, FaceTime or like phone, you have to have proof of medical insurance and you have to sign a detailed 40 page waiver and pass a drug test on the day of the show. They call it a show. Wow. So the reason that they have these insane requirements is because that this is not a typical haunted house. The idea is that you go into your tour that can last eight to 10 hours. Uh, no guest has made it all the way through a tour, by the way. And then you are physically assaulted and terrorized for that time. So employees are able to physically assault, waterboard, force uh, people to drink and eat unknown substances, uh, bound and or bind and gag them, and engage in other forms of physical and psychological torture. They may also even be drugged during their experience. The waiver they sign includes having teeth extracted, being tattooed, and having fingernails removed. Oh Holy fuck. I did yeah. not know about all of that. Why, okay. Why would somebody I knew that it was stupid it? and that it was torture that you were signing up for, but I did not know that it included how are there so many teeth and fingernails being removed? Like how are there so many people who want to do this that there is a two year waiting because list. I think everybody's like, I'm going to be the one person yeah. that makes it. Through. Yeah. So they're all stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just for the record, when I went to asylum 49, I signed like a two or three page waiver that basically was like, the actors can touch you and they might lock you in a closet and they might put a bag over your head. Um, the cool thing about it was that if you were on the property, and like you hadn't left the parking lot, they could just grab you and throw you back in. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just hang around. I know. I was I'd like, somebody like, take me. <laughs> Get in for free, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think though, even that, as you say it, there are safety parameters mm -hmm. around that. Like this is a whole other ball game. For a yeah. while, this guy wouldn't even allow um, them to use like safe words. Uh, I guess he does have a safe word now, but apparently sometimes people say the safe word to like end their tour immediately and like it takes them saying it multiple times with the actors initially just ignoring them for a while so, and for a while he wouldn't even allow a safe word so it's like even that like you've signed so many waivers that uh, apparently he thinks and i think that's questionable a little bit the legality of it but like he thinks that he can do whatever the hell he wants because you've signed all these waivers yeah um Eventually, they let him out, though, because no one has actually finished it. In terms of the part of the motivation, initially, um, he had said that if anyone can make it through the 10-hour experience called desolation, that they would get a prize of $20,000. He eventually took that away because he said it was attracting, like, the weirdos or something like that. or the I think he called them the weirdos. Um, and so he said that that he, he took away the prize. Your whole it's attracting weirdos. Business. <laughs> It's just, only attracts weirdos. Yeah. yeah. So you now people have, are doing it just for fun, not for money. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's going like, to be that's better. That's not going to attract weird. the weirdos. You just have to think how weird were the people he's trying to exclude if yeah. he thought they were weirdos. Yeah, that's true. 
They were probably normal. I think he, I, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. I don't know where the quote oh. is in front of me. So anyway, um, some other information. Interestingly, this guy used to be a Navy seaman and also used to be a wedding singer. So, you know, there's that. Oh, the, so the, the entrance fee is only a price of dog food because he is an animal lover and loves and has five dogs. And he wants people to be able to have this experience. So he basically lets them do it for free, which I think is another way to attract weirdos, you know, to say, like, you don't have to pay anything for this. Yeah. There's no barrier to entry other than, like, my requirements. Is he the real weirdo? Like, he's getting enjoyment. Like, he's not charging people, so this is clearly not for profit. And he wants people to experience this. Like, that's... Yeah. He's the weirdo. Yeah, absolutely. Completely would so agree with that. Do, does he hire people to... Or does he do it all? No. So actually, he hires a bunch of people. He often, I believe, is is involved with filming it. So the only, one of the other requirements is that you have to allow him to film it. So just think of that. This guy says... You don't have to pay. You can come in and be literally tortured. And the only thing I want is to run around and put a camera in your face and then post all these videos on YouTube. Yeah. Well, he's posting these videos on YouTube. But like what? What else is he doing with these videos? Right. Like he's getting off on this in some way or yeah. another. Yeah. Like it's it's terrifying. I did not watch any of the videos. I did look through some Good. of the pictures mm. and they are horrifying absolutely horrifying like they looks like they're covered in blood um they're always crying they're like bound and gagged and it's just horrible awful it's torture porn is what it is it's torture porn Uh and it's disgusting and even if people agree to it you're manipulating them into the situation i think um Mm -hmm. or you're just profiting off of it or you're getting your jollies off or whatever it is it's gross and it's disgusting and Mm -hmm. i don't like it Couple other details to do just do not go there with your friend Bell. Oh, do I'm not, not going. Do I never, not. I never will wanted to go to begin with. Don't need to see the pictures. Don't need to hear about the details yeah. I to know that that's watch... not somewhere that I ever want to be. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I refuse to watch any of the uh, videos, even as research for this. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I yeah. don't. I don't need to do that. And he doesn't need to get clicks on, mm-hmm. or get um on my get views or whatever yeah and Odd you thing. don't need the potential recommendations youtube yeah, might no give kidding. you after watching <laughs> isn't that <laughs> the truth um so just a couple other points uh apparently there are like more than a hundred different like things that they list out that they'll do and participants are allowed to choose two that they can avoid so like if they say like no you can't touch my teeth or whatever i guess but there's only you only get two out of a hundred and that includes a variety of torturous Ew. things um, and everything else is apparently fair game. I love in their fact on their website, um, the question, can we be injured at your haunt? And every other question, there's like a, you know, very like, concrete answer. And this one does not have a concrete answer. It does not say yes. The reality is, yes, you can be. But so the question, can we be injured at your haunt? The answer, you must be in excellent health in all caps to participate in the extreme in all caps tour. You will occur... All caps, very physically and mentally demanding environments. Make sure to follow the rules. You must read, in all caps, the warning, in all caps, page. This is hard for me to read. (laughs) Anyway, so it goes on basically just saying, like, can we be injured? Uh, You must be in excellent health, and you have to read the warnings, and you have to follow the rules. And that's all it says. So the answer is yes. yes. And people have, in fact, been injured. They have passed out. They have often required medical attention at a hospital after immediately leaving. Oh, my gosh. Um, They have suffered sexual assault, injections with drugs, extreme physical harm. 
Uh, at one point in time, workers actually stopped their act because they thought they had killed someone. Oh my god! So, so wait, this is ridiculous. So he's hiring deviants and sociopaths if they're sexually assaulting people, and that's a part of what they're allowed to do, I believe. But is these people sign are, in the waiver. But the people who are yeah, doing the people it? who are willing to pull out teeth and Ugh. rip off your fingernails. Yeah. What, what kind, kind of, gross of people, people are, are they? these? It's yeah. horrifying. Few other disgusting things, and then I'll wrap this up. Uh, some people have described being forced to eat their own vomit, have their faces shoved in rancid water, being locked in coffins with insects and spiders, being submerged in uh, water by her ankles, being buried alive with only a straw to breathe through, being blindfolded with duct tape. So it's horrifying and it's awful. And I it's do want to say some of those things. Okay, well, I don't know if you guys have watched Dragula. It's a drag, a spooky drag show. Um, no, but it like it's fun. like a competition show. And the thing, um, so you know how in RuPaul's Drag Race they do like a lip sync for your life, like mm-hmm. between the two bottom competitors. In Dragula, they will do stuff like bury them in a coffin with bugs in it, or like make them eat raw pig hearts, or you know, for this like competition. But it's because it's like you have to be gory it's horror drag <laughs> well it's like fear factor yeah i was gonna say fear yeah. fact i couldn't remember the name of the show but yeah that's i was just thinking that too Jess. but nobody like, there got are sexually assaulted like <laughs> and i mean or lost teeth yeah and you could always probably say i changed my mind no thanks mm-hmm. and it would stop you'd get um, kicked off the show but you always so have that opportunity manipulation there and i i don't love the whole like i'm gonna make you live out your worst most disgusting fears like i would prefer if they say you have to eat pig hearts and then like it's really cooked chicken liver or something you know <laughs> but but you know that's i feel like there's still parameters around that that keep it well, safe so if that's your thing that then too, that's your thing is it also i think has a different context when you're doing it for art you know you think about they're in this competition to be the best horror drag artist and that requires that you put yourself through these, you know, gruesome things because your objection in doing this performance is to give a visceral reaction to your audience. You know what I mean? And I think it puts it in a different context than just hiring a bunch of people off the street to pull teeth out of strangers' mouths. (laughs) I would still wonder where the line is. Like, where? how do you know when you maybe push too far? Like, Mm -hmm. do you need to be doing that for your art? But I think we can all clearly agree that this other place has stepped way over the line and that that is within general reasonable bounds. Where your line is might vary. Well, that's really the end of my story. So this place does have a change.org petition with more than 170,000 signatures to try and get it shut down because they call it torture porn and a shame to all other haunted houses. They call it a torture chamber under disguise. I don't really know what what like petitions on change.org really do when it's like a private establishment. Like, I don't know if they're going to like send it to the local authorities to investigate them. Like, I don't, I don't know. They would have to find a way that he's breaking the law. And I would think that obviously he's not obviously breaking the law at this point, because otherwise I think they would have shut him down. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that he isn't known and that they would, you know, the in the, to... the area wouldn't prefer to see him shut down. I think yeah. somebody's going to have to die for it to happen. Well, and you think about how, like, he has all these people sign these, like, 40-page waivers and go through, a, like, a health check. And 
Like he is absolutely covering his ass. Like doing everything that, that he can to. Yeah, some people have speculated that it's there are illegal elements in it, but I wonder also if it's just a matter of like people who, um, like who as- assume that oh well I signed a waiver and so I'm not gonna go and spend a bunch of money on like an attorney to try and fight this when I signed a waiver. Like I wonder if the waiver is partially a deterrent to trying yeah. to mm-hmm. sue or mm-hmm. or any because of that. Because there are some crimes that are just crimes inherently crimes and so it doesn't really matter if like i sign a waiver that somebody can beat me with a baseball bat and i'm not going to sue them that's fine but if the cops come and see this guy beating me with a baseball bat they're still going to arrest him for assault and it doesn't matter if i signed a waiver because he was still committing a crime and maybe assault is on the fi- but like that's why I said I think it's gonna somebody's gonna have to die before the law comes in because at that point it doesn't matter I could sign a waiver that you can kill me and eat my body but murder and cannibalism are it's crimes still illegal and so it doesn't matter if I signed a waiver you kill me and eat my body and get caught you're still gonna go to jail for murder yeah. and cannibalism so I don't know so, why they're not like but maybe assault. Because you have a live victim, and if that victim doesn't want to press charges, or maybe there is some aspect to it being legal then at that point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand the legality behind it. To me, it seems like there's no way. But Because how come rapists get to walk away if the person doesn't want to press charges? If the victim doesn't press charges, then they yeah. will drop an investigation. So it has to have a victim... In order to... And I guess maybe it or... stops an investigation, but if they had evidence, they would still... They would still prosecute. Do you know what I mean? It all depends on if, like you said, they have evidence or if they only have a witness and that witness doesn't want to press charges and chances are they're not going to testify, which means they have no case. Yeah. So they wouldn't bother. Right. So that's maybe what it is, is that people think that... So maybe I don't know. maybe seems- you're right that it's because people sign a waiver they feel like they have no rights so they won't come back and do anything even though they still have rights even though they still potentially could. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I that to me doesn't make any sense, but I, I think-, think that if people are willing to go through all of these steps yeah. just to participate, they're not going to be the person that's going to come back and be like fuck you, I want to yeah. sue you now. And I because- have a few examples of people who have said things about like afterwards it was awful and horrible and it was more than I thought, but you know, in terms of the number of people they see like maybe you're absolutely right that like it's just not very common if you're willing to go that far you're not going to be It's not like he to... doesn't put you through multiple steps where you could at any point back out. Yeah. Before, before you do you it. get there. Yeah. And right. he has these videos on on his website. There you, know you what can happens. watch these videos and see. In fact, he like fixates on getting the footage, which is so that's in itself a kind of gross thing way that he's like profiting off of showing other people this disgusting and like perpetuating this like gross community even outside of his place but yeah like you can see all that beforehand and clearly know what you're getting into and so i think that most people who actually want to do it are not going to be the type that are going to to sue or even if it was horrible they'll go oh that was really horrible and i shouldn't have done it but it was like i see them being the people who be like but i chose to do I it i chose yeah. to do this yeah well yeah. like how could like, either that or they're in huge denial when they sign that waiver. Like, oh, it's got to be fake, those videos, and it can't be. be as bad as it says. Yeah, and... you're actually right. That might be part of it. But for whatever reason, it's, I mean, it still has an operating website. It's hard to know, like, I don't know when the last video was uploaded, so it's hard to know, like, how 
if it's, you know, maybe something has happened and it's slowed down. But as far as I can tell, it's still in operation. It's still doing its thing. So for whatever reason it is, and I think that if you are the type of person who wants to watch people being tortured, wants to help with torture, wants to participate in torture, then, you know, I don't usually discount people, but I can just say right now, we shouldn't be friends. Like, I think I can just say, yeah. you're, not, you're not my people. If, I mean, we're all people. We're all human. We all have our dark sides and our, you know, secrets, but that's a little too far. Well, that, it takes it, it a little too far. I, I yeah. I also might question what they might do to me when I'm not looking. That's why well, I wouldn't want to yeah. be their friend. Yeah. Well, that's not that's not the only reason, but so to summarize, unless anyone has any other thoughts about this disgusting, nasty place. No, that's no. pretty creepy sounding. Um, I just want to finish so I can go puke. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I only looked at the pictures. I was like, just look at the pictures just so you have a little bit of reference. <laughs> so I looked. I just scrolled for like 10 seconds. I was like, done. And I, I felt sick. I felt awful. Well, Listening I watched to the like I saw awful. like a documentary on it at some yeah. point. And so I they don't they don't show a lot in the documentary, but they do give you an idea of what's going on. They talk to some of the people that have been through it and mm -hmm. it's fucking just, it's just nuts. Insane. It's disgusting. It is. He is like to me, he is a disgusting guy. Like I said, we are all human. We all have a dark side. We all have our secrets. And fine if you are turned on by creepy gross shit whatever that's your gig yeah you got, but yeah. to take it this far just so you can get your rocks off mm -hmm. essentially it's just well he's not keeping his creepy secrets secret exactly <laughs> there's a reason certain things are secret yeah and i mean you can watch horror movies that aren't real if that's like something you're into, you know, like he is participating in torturing yeah, people. That is yes. what is happening. And there is no other way to describe it. People are screaming stop and he is participating in in torturing them. And mm -hmm. I, I think that's really gross. So to oh, summarize right. our story, haunted houses have an interesting history <laughs> through time. They developed out of this like interesting time period where people were having a fascination with it. They're cool things. Some of them go really, really well. And sometimes accidents happen. And one time, some asshole took it way, way too far. So just don't be that guy. Yeah. And enjoy your haunted houses this season. And don't go season. on any hayrides. Yeah, don't go away. on any hayrides. Stay away from Avoid the hayrides. Hay and don't be this jerk. And have a happy Halloween. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. It was a good story, Kelly. Thank you. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I have to say, yeah. though, because of whatever we said earlier, every time you've said Halloween today, all I can think is Halloweeny. 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 Black Halloween. <laughs> black Halloweeny. Black Halloweeny. Don't eat a black Halloween. No, don't. <laughs> that sounds gross. <laughs> it's old. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time to move on to things that don't suck. Things that don't suck. Yeah. Woo. All right. Woo. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who wants to go first? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your my your, thing. No, my being Salem. My thing that doesn't suck is Salem making weird trumpet noises and waving her arms around earlier. That was entertaining, and I loved it. That was pretty good. good. I'll agree with that. I like to make people smile. All right. Well, cool. Yeah. Who's next? I can go next. Okay. 
Um, my thing that doesn't suck, and by this time this episode gets put out, it's probably not going to be relevant anymore. Um, but my favorite thing that doesn't suck, or my fa- my thing that doesn't <laughs> suck for this week is um, this quote that Harry Styles said about the new movie that he's in with Olivia Wilde is directing. Here we go. You know, my favorite thing about the movie is it feels like like a movie it feels like a real like you know go to the theater film movie that you know you kind of the reason why you go to watch something on the big screen (laughs) anyway i love harry styles insight um that movie is probably gonna suck the reason i like but i'm gonna go watch it anyway (laughs) it feels like like a a movie movie. (laughs) like you know like like a movie he's brilliant (laughs) he doesn't have to be brilliant he's hot he has to (laughs) like he should be on the lecture circuit with those (laughs) words of wisdom he shares it breaks my heart that olivia wilde left jason sudeikis for that guy (laughs) that guy that olivia wilde left her husband for but good good for Uh, you okay i mean he's younger he's young he's good looking i mean Live your best life, hon. Live your best life, I guess. I would get tired of that. Like, I think we should have Chinese food tonight because it's like, you know, it's like Chinese it's like food. food. It's like, it's, it's like, it's like the it's food really you want Chinese when you want Chinese food. It's, yeah. It's, it's like, like the, the kind of food that's food. worth having. It's like the kind of food you order and have sent to your house. It's like the ordering <laughs> food. You know, like it's now got, we're, now we sound too smart now. We're already getting like, too yeah, clever we're it to too be. Far. <laughs> To be, yeah, Harry to be Styles. I was just trying to do the whole. It's like the movie you want to go to theaters and see. Oh, that's right. That's he did say that. Yeah. yeah. No, you were right. I am being dumb enough to be Harry Styles. <laughs> Watch, he's like some sort of weird Mensa genius. He just can't speak. He just has horrible social well, anxiety. You know, or he might have a communication disorder. He might. Could be like George W. Bush. George W. Bush is a very intelligent man, mm-hmm. but he's a very poor speaker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Jess doesn't agree. I with mean, that I'm not saying I agree with the <laughs> no, politics no, or anything. The poor but speaker part of the that, that was agreeing. It was like, oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. it's not a great example because nobody likes him. <laughs> and I'd be a, I'd be anxious about speaking in well, public too if also, people were throwing shoes. To give at me, Harry but. Styles credit, he was probably in interviews for like hours. Yeah. On the interview circuit Saying that he's been on for days. <laughs> he's like, I don't know what else to say about this movie it's that movie, has already it's been movie, said. Movie, <laughs> movie. Well, it's, that's yeah, it's movie. that's why you say the movie. same I'll write stuff a song over and about over it, again. and then it'll be more movie. eloquent. <laughs> movie, movie. Will it? Will it be more? It's eloquent? like Malkovich. Sorry, Jess. <laughs> Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. Sorry. Mm. Oh, All right. Who wants to go next? It's me or you. So I guess you're asking me if I want to go. Oh yeah. Do do I want to go next? <laughs> you go because I. I don't can't really remember. have one. Um, my thing that doesn't suck, I guess, is that Kelly brought donuts, yeah. and I like donuts. Donuts are good. I love that you said that because my thing that doesn't suck, I was pretty sure was going to be that we're going to have pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Donuts are yeah. pizza. Yeah. We are universal. Yeah. Yes. We have so many happy things going on in our family right yeah. now, don't we? Yeah. We do. Yeah. No, it's but I little like things. Yeah. I, I like, like those, those things that yes. don't suck that our readers can relate with. That's exactly. true. That's true. Like, you know, I mean, and they're tired of hearing about our cats. I mean, maybe they're not, <laughs> but I think they are. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Kelly again yeah. says no. her thing. No, that it's all of us. Her no. cat. It's all of us. I, yeah. Well, mine. It's more Evie. I don't do my cats as much That's as no. You do Evie a lot. Yeah. Because I'm a loving mother, right? 
I'm a good mom. That's why. You are. Yeah. Of course. Are you good. looking for someone no. to agree with good. you? Yes, you no. are a good mother, Jess. Valorate me. Yep. So, That's all right. Well, enough. I guess it's time for us to go. I know that depresses all of you listeners so much, but we've got to go. We've got lives to get back to. This might have been a long episode. You think they might be tired of us? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) See you later. I mean, I imagine. for tuning in, Shemmy. We love you. I imagine listening to four people with this.